everyone. Welcome back to Circles and Spaces. Um, if you don't know, this podcast is all about listening to diverse group of people with different perspectives. Um, we also like to get into more of like what are like your weaknesses or maybe your failures rather than just talking about all of the highs and all of the strengths. Um, so we get vulnerable and real and it's real fun. Um, my name is Azande and I'm joined by Charlie. Hello. It's good to be back. Co-host. So cool. And guess what? Guess what? Big Big news, news, guys. You know what? It was difficult. He had to fit us in, but he's back. (laughs) Dan. I had a massive fear of rejection. I didn't think I'd be allowed back. Thank you so much for um, having me back today. Doors are open for a limited time. <laughs> for one episode only. <laughs> one episode and then you have to leave. Um, but no, it's been an amazing time. Um, Charlie, tell us what we've been up to. Tell them what we've been having a good time this like lo- last couple of weeks, last yeah. month. Yeah, We just had the leadership conference yeah. um, at the Royal Albert Hall. Um, and then we had our own Circles and Spaces uh, breakout session, which um, I think Dan might touch on a little bit in a moment. Um, in fact, Dan, why don't we go through it now? What was, yeah. what was your thoughts on it? And um, My thoughts were uh, we wanted to create a space for young leaders and youth leaders. And um, we're just, you know, we've done the podcast, we've done a couple of gatherings before, but it was the mm. first time when we're saying, hey, just come and hang. So we tried to create a space where there was like conversations, different contributors, but then there was a space for like discussion between each other. And um, yeah, and it, it was fun. Like, I don't know about you, but like, my highlight was just like listening to different people from all over the world. Mm. What about you guys? Yeah, um, I think I'll be honest with you. Uh, I love people. So for me, it was like my biggest highlight will always be to just like catch up with people, whether it's like a conversation, whether it's like a quick hello or we're going to dinner, catching a five guys, going to a seminar together, spending quality time. So that that was definitely my highlight. Yeah, the Australians were fun. Oh, they (laughs) loved being here and we loved them being with us. Yeah, they were great. I think I just I really enjoyed the people that we had speaking on uh, at seminar. We had some incredible uh, conversations led by Jesse and Zenya, who yeah. are both Gen Z. Yeah. Uh, what are they, 20? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think they did such a good job and in hosting the conversation as well. I thought it was, I thought mm. it was a really it's good amazing. session. Yeah. If I'm honest with you, I found it quite hard that we were even putting on a leadership conference because when I chat to young people, like they're not that keen on leadership, mm. like, not that keen on like the name badges and the status. I think because of like the hierarchy, the organizations, the institutions, misuse of power and control. If yeah. you say you want to be a leader, they're like, no, nah, not really. <laughs> uh, and so we're like, come to leadership conference. It's for you to help you lead. And they're like, oh, I don't really want to lead. So I was doing like, a little bit of research. Um, and what I realized is that actually, even though they might not want to lead how people are leading now, doesn't mm. mean they're not going to lead. Yeah. Everybody leads, they just lead different. Uh, and so I, I've got a bit of boring, boring information, boring history for you. Do you guys want no, to? Hit we us. would we love, love yeah. history. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not boring. Okay. It's history. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> um, so the history of leadership, if we go right back to uh, the silent generation, like my wow. granddad's age, I've got his funeral next Tuesday, he just passed away, but he lived a great life, a long life and a happy life. Um, but his generational leadership, their age 75 to 95 was controlling. Mm. And you might think, oh, that doesn't sound good, but they're in the army, they're at war back then, and that was just normal. So they were controlling. Uh, the next generation after that were the baby boomers, because there was a boom after the war. So they're aged 55 to 75, and their leadership style is directing. So they're mm. like, go and do this. Uh, and then after that is Gen X, which are aged 55 to 75, who are actually the parents of Gen Z. 
And they have been described as a leadership style, which is uh, coordinating. So they started working with a team of people, mm. wow. which is interesting because we know Gen Z love collaboration. Yeah. And so I think that's kind of filtered down from their parents. But after Gen X, we have Gen Y, which is the millennials, which is my generation. And mine. And yours. And um, <laughs> our generation. Dan always forgets me. Yeah, no, I just <laughs> think you're Gen Z. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I, I think you're like in the, aren't you in the middle of Gen Z millennial. Absolutely I'm, I'm in the not. Oh, you're I am blown. literally full blown millennial. millennial. Okay, great. So I'm bang on the border. You are. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm both. I'm offended. Great. Yeah. great. <laughs> Sorry, millennials. Uh, so yeah, so millennials, we are described <laughs> as guiding, uh, which is like we'll show you, we'll say what to do, but we'll also show you. We'll yeah. go the way with you. So um, you know, I love that kind of like a bigger brother walking with a younger brother, mm. or a bigger sister walking with a younger sister. You know, together. Mm. But the leadership style of Gen Z is described as empowering, which is really significant because what they want to do is give power to one another, give a voice to one another, give encouragement to one another. Everyone is equal. Everyone has a voice. Mm. Um, don't be hidden away. Shine a light on darkness. And so they're leading. They're just leading differently. Mm. And sure. like we've got these brands and magazines and companies and everyone doing so much to like involve this generation because they want to make money off this generation. And my whole thing that I was trying to like, you know, chat to a couple of youth leaders was about is like, as a church, we should be listening and learning from young people more than the brands and the companies because we're not doing it for profit. We're doing it to create space to empower them so mm. that they can go on into empowering leadership. Um, but I kind of feel like, as much, I like, I love the church, big C, all denominations, but we're not known for like listening well. And mm. so, you know, part of our leadership style is like, how do we listen well to Gen Z? Is there any like predictions or anything around Gen Alpha? So mm. the people to come, I guess that's kind of your children. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what are they predicting they might be like? Yeah. So for those of you who haven't heard this term before, Gen Alpha is the generation after Gen Z. They're yeah. the kids of millennials. They're age uh, sort of t 10 and younger. Like they've been around not too long, but they're coming into adolescence. Mm. And uh, they're the generation that can walk into the room and say like, hey Siri, play Baby Shark <laughs> and da 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 yeah. Like, you know, they get a phone and they know how to swipe away and put in my passcode and they're like five years old. Right. Um, so that generation, they've been described, and this is in a book that I've been reading on Gen Alpha by McCrindle. So it's not stuff I'm coming up with myself. Um, and they've been described as inspiring their type of leadership, right. wow. which is crazy because, you know, they've been in lockdown, a lot of them. Uh, you know, with their families, they've seen wars, they've been seen earthquakes, they've been exposed to like a lot of negativity, a lot of mental health issues. Uh, and so you'd think that maybe this generation would like be very uh, fearful, uh, maybe there'd be another st type of, um, you know, leadership style, but not inspiring yeah and so right. as i did some research what they're saying is that actually like the the negativity and the kind of like the the hardship that they've been put in has actually caused them to have a overriding reaction of hope and they're actually looking for the best in every situation and they're hopeful for the future uh and so yeah i mean time will tell but it's mm. pretty exciting um that there's a, a generation one gen z who wants to empower others with their leadership mm. another generation that wants to inspire you know uh who knows what will happen after that with yeah. generation beta yeah man. can't mean, wait to children. have you can't wait yeah. to have you generation beta <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah, <laughs> I don't know where to take this from. Well, we've got a couple of uh, voice notes in. Mm. Uh, so while we had people from all over the world here, we just wanted to start asking, didn't we? Like, mm. what are some red flags and green flags in leadership? Um, at the moment, I think it's easy to um, focus on the red flags. 
but it's good to spend some time and actually think about what are some great things, some mm. good things that we're seeing in leadership. Because uh, to be honest, I see a lot more green flags than I do red flags in the leadership that I get exposed yeah. to. It's just the media loves the negativity and the doubt, and that's the stuff that goes viral. Um, so, yeah, what do you want to do? Should we play one of these... Uh, Play the voice note. Should we play all the red flags first or the green flags? Yeah, first? let's do that. Let's, let's go. Play. Let's go high first. Green flags. Yeah. Yeah. Mad. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to bring us straight back? <laughs> yeah, but that means we're going to end the podcast of a low. But I think that's where the juice maybe comes. From. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I want to get into it. Okay, let's hear some green flags from some of the youth leaders that we spoke to. My name is Tebo Kabutu. I'm the youth lead for Alpha South Africa. Hello, my name is Tatiana. I'm from Colombia. Hi, my name is Julian. I work for Catholic Youth Context for Alpha in Canada. Yo, it's Jeremiah from Calgary, Alberta. One green flag I see in ministry is that we're just working more to earn people's trust. And I think that relationship is a foundation to any good ministry. That um, we're out here winning hearts, um, not just getting numbers. Young people don't wait to be appointed in positions to actually uh, be effective in what they are called to do. And they do it anyway, and they do it in church, they do it outside. It should be a relationship which promotes dependence on God and provides tools uh, for the young to be uh, autonomous in decision making. Gen Z, Gen Alpha, young people today are hungry and uh, want something that is more than what we've offered. So there's an opportunity to see a great divine partnership take place uh, to reach more people than we have in the past. So off the back of that, was there anything that stood out? Any green flags that you related with or mm. like um, any that surprised you or... Yeah, what stood out to you guys? Maybe Azanda, you can go first. Yeah, I'll go first. Um, Mine was uh, Tatiana from Colombia was saying that um, a real green flag is giving young people like the autonomy and choice and like a voice and space to like speak into things. And um, I just want to say like as a female and like uh, being sometimes in like majority male situations or like being younger than a lot of people that are like around me or that like I have to lead in, in some areas, um, that can be really, really difficult. Mm. So I think like a great leader is definitely somebody that's like constantly like championing, empowering. And like, I don't know, like even just like setting up a young person really well. Like somebody said the other day, invite young people to like the meetings where your church plans things and then they were like oh no but they'd get so bored and all of that kind of stuff but I was just like no it's it's actually giving them an insight and then allowing them to and then asking them questions and saying hey what do you think about this I know this might be boring I know that this might feel like oh it feels unnecessary but this is why we do it like what is your opinion and I think like things like that are really really important because um then young people will feel invested in the future of what you're building um and I think try it and um yeah just allow young people to almost feel as if um they're part of the decision and not just like part of um I don't know what the experience Mm. of what church is um but yeah I just love that so definitely allow young people to have a voice um and yeah give them give them some authority yeah. in spaces it's, in, it's interesting because that's exactly that empowering type of uh, leadership that we were talking mm. about and mm. it's cool to hear her saying that about 
um, I guess, Gen Z that she might be leading mm. uh, and seeing that as a green flag. And it is this, like what you're saying, it's empowering the marginalised, empowering those who may not have had a voice previously. Um, so, yeah, I just thought that was cool based off what we just spoke about. But yeah. Dan, was anything for you? Yeah, it was um, Julian from the Catholic Church in Canada. And he was saying that um, a green flag is um, when we actually try and build trust with people in leadership. And I think at the moment, you know, I feel like this generation is so disillusioned uh, with leadership and mm. they've lost trust. Um, the word disillusion just means to um, you have an expectation of something, but your experience didn't meet your expectation. And because of that, you're disillusioned because you're expecting to be led like this. But this was your experience. Now you're disillusioned. And so he's saying that green flag is that leaders that actually build trust, mm. not just assume trust. Yeah. And I think naturally, just because it's our position, we just think all of you guys should trust me because I'm this status or yeah. this person but really uh it takes time you have to you have to invest you have to you have to be there for people you have to mm. kind of prove yourself really in terms of trust and i think if you're a leader you should naturally not just assume the trust but you should actually look to think how you can actively build trust with the people that mm. you're leading yeah. Yours? so good yeah i mean that kind of links with mine because um few of them were talking about like having to build like building relationship with young people and I guess is what you're saying it's like building that trust I definitely know for me personally when I was uh, in my late teens early 20s um, when people like yourself Dan and other other pastors I would the the growth in my life came when those people actually like almost embedded their own life within mine mm. um, got into my mess and uh, built that trust and came alongside me that was when I saw m way more growth in my life, more than someone telling me you got to do this yeah. from a platform or whatever it was. It's it is. It's the building relationship, building trust. Mm. Um, so I yeah, I did totally you, agree with did that. Did you have, if you don't mind me asking, like, uh, and I'm not saying name names, but was there yeah. any time when you like that trust was built with a leader and then that trust was broken in some way? And how did you deal with that? Mm. Um, Totally throwing you a curveball here. Yeah, you have. Uh, to be honest, no, that hasn't Great. happened. Yeah, Good. I've been very fortunate because I'm sure it probably has happened to some people. Mm. Um, no, I've been super fortunate. The people that have um, discipled me and led me and helped me grow in both skill sets and in understanding scriptures or whatever it may be yeah. they're all still around they're all still in my life and they're all still helping me do that yeah. um it wasn't like i i arrived at a point and then yeah. that was it yeah. well, they're still here good. and they're still helping me what about yeah. you zenday any time when trust was broken uh trust was broken by leaders yeah oh definitely um but but i, I just want to say something i think Leaders are humans mm. and they make mistakes and they will always fall short and they are very flawed, as am I. Um, so I think it's more what you do after the trust is broken, to yeah. be honest. Because I think things like that just do happen. We are human beings. Um, and yeah, I think that's that's the bit. I think it's like, how do you rebuild trust or how do you move forward? And what have you learned maybe from from that situation? Um, and I've what I've learned is... Um, always have the conversation and like always clearly communicate I feel disappointed because of this um and I think it's never about like it's your fault or whatever I think it's more like oh I just feel disappointed um and this is this is where I'm coming from um at, like can we talk about it yeah um, and I think normally what happens is somebody does something and you talk to everybody else 
um, and have different conversations. Um, and actually, that's really unhelpful. It's more about like, oh, I'm, I'm, I feel let down um, and I might have the wrong end of the stick. Uh, can we talk about it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And how we've all got like our own experience of, of trust and leaders. And I think probably one day we should do our, like another podcast, um, you know, on what does it look like mm. to trust and to forgive and to heal and to help people who are victims at the same time get restoration for people who are, um, I guess, making mistakes. But anyway, let's yeah. let's put that conversation <laughs> yeah. aside for now. Part um, two. For part two. Yeah. Um, should we go into the red flags? Red flags <laughs> I mean, for the juice. Let's definitely go yeah. for the red As flags. As has promised us that this <laughs> podcast is not going to end on a low. <laughs> come back up. I think a red flag is uh, we can often have a more of a ministry mindset than a legacy mindset. Thinking about the metrics of ministry rather than what God is calling us to be a part of that's so much bigger than ourselves. And a red flag in the youth leadership is to develop a dependency relationship between the young and the leader. In other words, when the leader is the decision maker and no and not the job. And uh, a red flag I see uh, currently is, um, you know, a whole lot of um, leaders, you know, some of them um, don't want to open up to new ideas. Uh, the red flag I thought of with ministry is I notice uh, a spirit of discouragement over a lot of stuff. And perhaps that might be because we take ourselves too seriously. Um, and, you know, we focus our fruits, our we focus our attention on measuring our fruits and the things that we're getting right or wrong, um, that we lose sight of the joy of it all. I love that. Those guys just like went for it, uh, yeah. but in a way in which like it, that needs to happen. Like I think we need to have more conversations like this where we're just like really real about like what's mm. really going on around. Um, I really loved uh, Shepard's one from South Africa. Uh, and he said that it's a red flag when a leader isn't open or vulnerable. And uh, I think it's a really hard one because ultimately you want every leader to be vulnerable. Uh, but again, like I know for me, I, I try and wear my heart on my sleeve. Uh, but I know I'm more vulnerable with some people than others. Mm. You know, like I'd probably be, I know you guys, so I'd be a lot more vulnerable with you than I would someone I just meet True. for the first time. So it's right. It's like we all want to be leaders who are vulnerable, who are open. But at the same time as leaders, I think the question I'll be asking myself is like, how do I create that safe space for that vulnerability mm. to happen? Because it just doesn't happen overnight. Like it actually takes, um, takes the space. Mm. What about you guys? Yeah, one of the one of them just said a red flag is a leader who's only looking out for themselves. Um, and I guess like sometimes that can be quite hard to tell. But it, for me, that kind of speaks into this egoism that has that we've seen seeped into church mm. and church culture, and maybe church leaders as well. That um, maybe has come from the outside. I don't know where we, where we've made things all about me, myself, and I. Um, and. <laughs> Say it louder for the people at the back. Beyonce Come reference. Um, yeah, people are making it all about me, myself and I. Okay, sorry. <laughs> you, you didn't cue me in properly, Charlie. <laughs> Go for it. Making it all about themselves. Um, and it's a, it's a constant thing I have to check with, with myself as well. Like, mm, all the time. Like, easily done. Like, um, am I doing this because I want X, Y, Z? Am I doing this because um, 
you know, I want people to recognize me. Yeah. Uh, do I need recognition? Do I need yeah. affirmation from a platform or whatever? Yeah. Not that I'm on platform. Really. And I think it's that thing, Charlie, of like, we were talking about this because we're talking about circles of spaces. We're like, um, like, what was your highlight? What would you not do again? All that kind of stuff and in leadership conference. And then like, it was so interesting. Automatically, we catered an experience that was for us. Mm. And like, I can imagine as a leader, you would almost like cultivate an experience and a culture that you loved. Mm. And actually, is that actually really ministering to your congregational young mm. people? Maybe not. Well, this is why it's so important to yeah. be a shepherd and to know your flock and to know what people are going through. So for me, that's quite a clear and obvious red flag is people making it about, about themselves. And it's just a constant check. We all have to constantly ask ourselves. It's so easy to fall into that. Yeah. Um, and it's probably more like a slippery slope rather than one day you wake up and you want to make everything about you. I mean, naturally, we kind of do. And we just got to constantly check. Mm. Why am I doing this? Um, that's, I guess, my five pence. But as Andy, was there anything for you? Yeah, yeah. So Jeremiah from Canada said that, um, you know, we can be so... And I guess it's, it's just like leading on from what you said. We can be so invested in, like, the ministry of, I don't know, like, how many people turned up? Is the worship great? Did, you know, is, did we follow the run sheet? Are we, you know, how did the offering go? You know, all of those things. All amazing parts of the service, may I add. However, he was saying, um, but we forget about like, like legacy, like long term. Do people even want to be in that space? Like you've got an hour and a half maybe of people's time on a Sunday or whenever you do church. Um, and do people feel as if like that's the most life-giving awesome experience where it's not necessarily about them having the time of their lives but they feel heavily connected to god they feel connected to community they feel known and seen um yeah i don't know and mm. i think it's just it's that whole thing of like will in five years time when somebody's looking for a church in your city someone go oh you should go to charlie's church um, it's phenomenal. I've been there Definitely and I've had not. the time of my life. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> no one's going to say um, that. But I think it's those things of like, what does legacy look like to you? And I think that would be the question. Mm. Like if you are, if you're building a youth ministry or whatever, like what does legacy look like instead of like, what does a great Friday night look mm. like, <laughs> you know, um, and, and embed that in prayer and in culture um, very hard to do, by the way. We're not sitting here going, hey, by the way, these are the things that you should do and, and we've done them. No, it's more like um, in hindsight, learning from our own failures, learning from our own, um, you know, selfishly like leading or whatever. Um, we're like, whoa, actually, what's important here? Um, and it's for people to always feel like, I want to be there. I want to be in that youth ministry. I want to be in that church. I want to be in that, you know, conference. I want to go to that seminar. Because it, it feels like it's important to be there. It feels like I belong there, whatever. Um, mm. But yeah. So good. So fun. Um, but that's been, I, I did say we're not going to end on a. No. We didn't. We no. didn't end low, did no, we? No, no, we're up high. We're, we're up, up high. high. Can yeah. you feel it, guys? Yeah. Um, okay, well, I hope so. <laughs> uh, Toby, our producer, is just like, this is going to be a nightmare to edit. <laughs> Um, but no, we've absolutely um, loved really just like, I would say maybe just surface wise, just picking apart a few things that um, some of these um, youth leaders and youth pastors have shared. But 
I feel as if there's so much more. I mean, yeah, this is like a glimpse of what was in the room. The room was just amazing. So many great people. This has been incredible. Um, I love these kind of conversations because I just think they're really important. I hope, I hope that you listened to the ramblings of us three and are like, oh, that's that's helpful. Um, But more importantly, like we always say, this podcast is built on your voice notes. So if there's anything that you would like to, um, I don't know, for us to talk about, if there's anybody that you want to hear from, let us know. Give us a little voice memo on Alpha Youth, our Instagram, um, and or just message us, and we'll 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 get back to you. Um, we'd love to continue to talk to you, um, and also you can email us. On, you can email us on what, Charlie? So you can email youth at alpha and I will respond to you. Um, send us your thoughts, and we will talk to you next time. Amazing. Bye. See, ya. See you later. Bye. <laughs> 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 it's very natural.